everyone. This is Mornings with Pastor Adam on the West Coast Bible Teacher Podcast. Did you have a good start to your week yesterday? (laughs) We uh, finished our Acts study last night at my church. Um, I've been teaching through Acts over the past four months, and I've been uploading the recordings of the teaching to this podcast, and uh, I'll be soon uploading this final teaching we did. Uh, Hopefully by sometime tomorrow, I'll have it up on the podcast for you to listen to. But we had a good run through the book of Acts. There's lots there for the Christian walk. And then around mid-January, my weekly Bible study at my church will start up again. Uh, We're breaking now for, I guess, almost a month's time period. And uh, we're starting back up uh, January 16th uh, on Tuesday nights at my church. And uh, we'll be uh, kicking it off with the book of Jonah. And so you can expect to see uploads of the Jonah study on this podcast when we get to that point. Really looking forward to it. But this morning, I actually want to reflect on one thing that really spoke to me and stood out to me in our act study at my church. And this is somewhat of a sad subject uh, that we're going to get into now, but my goal, of course, is to always provide hope and a word of encouragement um, when we explore certain situations that are indeed common in life. And what I want to talk about now concerns that of relationships in the Christian church. You know, relationships between people. Whether you're a ministry leader, or perhaps you're just a regular churchgoer, and you have lots of friends that you fellowship with at your church. In Acts chapter 15, we read that Paul and Barnabas had a severe disagreement with each other. And the disagreement revolved around Barnabas's cousin, John Mark. We read that John Mark was a companion of Paul and Barnabas on their first missionary journey. But we read in Acts 13 that when they arrived at Pamphylia, John Mark left them to return to Jerusalem. No explanation is given for why John Mark left them. Commentators have given some suggestions for why he left. It's possible that fear, just plain fear, is what drove him to abandon this mission for God. Some have suggested that maybe he feared having to traverse what were the Taurus Mountains that were north of Perga, an area that was evidently on their route during this missionary journey. Archaeological findings have demonstrated that this was indeed a dangerous area uh, to travel through. But perhaps that's not what it was. Perhaps he was homesick. You know, he was simply homesick. Um, And so John Mark, he wanted to go back. He wanted to go back home. Or maybe he had a 
contention with Paul about the apostles' drive to bring salvation to the Gentiles. Maybe John Mark hadn't fully grasped God's intended plan to open up salvation for all to receive, uh, you know, not just uh, ethnic Jews. No matter what the case was, all we know is that John Mark left them, and Paul took it as him abandoning them. We see this in Acts chapter 15, and this is where the point of disagreement erupted between Paul and Barnabas. Acts 15, 36-41 Some time later, Paul said to Barnabas, Let's go back and visit the believers in all the towns where we preach the word of the Lord and see how they are doing. Barnabas wanted to take John, also called Mark, with them. But Paul did not think it was wise to take him because he had deserted them in Pamphylia, and had not continued with them in the work. They had such a sharp disagreement that they parted company. Barnabas took Mark and sailed for Cyprus, but Paul chose Silas and left, commended by the believers to the grace of the Lord. Now that is quite serious, the disagreement between Paul and Barnabas. It was so sharp, that they separated. They each went their own way. Again, Paul was so offended about John Mark leaving them. Now, Paul likely thought that John Mark wouldn't be reliable. He was flaky because he had already abandoned them. Some people in life are flaky. People you know, right? Some people, they're just flaky. You make plans with them, and you rearrange your schedule and all for them. And then at the last minute, they call you and cancel. You know, <laughs> you ever been friends with someone like that? <laughs> Maybe you have a family member who's like that. And if that becomes a pattern that you notice with, you know, a friend of yours, usually what happens is you start to not want to spend time with them anymore <laughs> because they're unreliable, right? You know, you can't depend on them. And Paul probably wanted them to bring along a companion that they could depend on in the toils and sacrificial demands of the missionary journeys. It is interesting, though, that Luke, in narrating Acts, he doesn't provide any clarity as to who exactly was right or wrong in this disagreement. And that's interesting, because if you think about it, Paul's heart could have been in the right place, and so could have Barnabas's. Some situations are complex. Some disagreements between believers are so complex to where there may not be a clear-cut answer as to who is right or wrong. In many situations, both parties have areas that they perhaps could reconsider in their positions. But Luke and not wanting to take a side in the way he presented this disagreement between Paul and Barnabas, Luke likely wanted to demonstrate that sincere, godly believers can and will get into disagreements and even falling outs from time to time. People are not perfect. We're all fallen. And since this is the case, we're not immune from you know, demonstrating imperfect behavior. Also, because of the fallen world we live in, the world is complex. Situations and circumstances are 
complex. Here we see that Barnabas thought it would have been really good for his cousin John Mark to come along. You know, perhaps he wanted the best for his cousin spiritually, and he thought this would have been really good for him. But Paul was looking at things from the perspective of putting God's mission first and foremost. You know, putting it first before everything and everyone. And because of that, Paul didn't want to risk taking another person along, a person that perhaps could hinder the carrying out of God's mission. Because John Mark was flaky. <laughs> so you see, both Paul and Barnabas could have had their hearts in the right place. Sometimes conflicts between believers, issues of contention, see how sometimes they are complex. And even the outside observer could have problems deciding exactly who's right and who's wrong. Sometimes neither party is completely wrong, but there then needs to be an agreement between the two parties as to how to move forward in their conflict. There needs to be peace. And in this case, perhaps Paul and Barnabas came to the conclusion that it was best for them to go separate ways so they each could continue the Lord's work in the way they thought was best. But it's sad how often, when Christians have such disagreements and conflicts, it's sad how oftentimes hard feelings stay with each party involved. People hold on to bitterness, hurt, and it can stay with you. And it's really tough, you know. When you had a sharp contention with someone in the past, you know, you're always going to remember that. That's what's tough. And they're always going to remember it whenever they see you. <laughs> and be, you know, because of that, it can take a long time for restoration to occur even between godly, genuine siblings in Christ. And it's funny, people will fluctuate. It's quite remarkable. You've been hoping that the person likes you again, and you're trying real hard just to reach out to them and all, and it's interesting, during some seasons, some days, they, they seem to be warming up to you again, and you're thinking, oh good, you know, they've forgiven me, I guess, or, you know, they're willing to put the past away and all, hopefully, you know. then all of a sudden, the next week, they're not talking to you again. <laughs> because people fluctuate. Yeah, maybe that person started to finally warm up to you again. But, you know, the night before, they probably were in the bathtub and they started thinking again about the contention you had with them a year ago. And <laughs> so those hurt feelings come back. And, you know, so, yeah, pe people fluctuate. And you know what? You fluctuate, too. We all do. We all struggle with bitterness and hurt from time to time. And often when you had a sharp headbutting with another believer, that hurt can stay with you for a long time. But you gotta forgive. Especially, and listen to me, especially if the person who hurt you is truly a sincere believer and what they did to you wasn't even all that bad. Think about it. Oftentimes we blow offenses out of proportion. But think about it. The person who may had, you know, who who had this disagreement with you, did they really intend to go out of their way to hurt you? Did they really have it out for you? Sometimes, yes, that is the case. But I would say a great majority of the time, that's not the case. 
But if we allow bitterness and anger to take over and remain within us, we play right into the enemy's tactics. Paul said in 2 Corinthians 2, 9 through 10, Anyone you forgive, I also forgive. And what I have forgiven, if there was anything to forgive, I have forgiven in the sight of Christ for your sake, in order that Satan might now outwit us, for we are not unaware of his schemes. It is a scheme of the devil to use unforgiven unforgiveness in order to bring division and disunity to a body of believers. Now, did Paul practice what he preached? What came about the division that he had with Barnabas and also John Mark? Within his epistles, it is made evident that Paul again became colleagues with Barnabas later on. And even that of John Mark, Paul seemed to have become cool with him again. In Paul's closing remarks to Timothy in his second letter to him, he wrote, Only Luke is with me. Get Mark and bring him with you, because he is helpful to me in my ministry. And in Colossians 4.10, in his closing remarks, Paul writes, My fellow prisoner Aristarchus sends you his greetings, as does Mark the cousin of Barnabas. You have received instructions about him. If he comes to you, welcome him. So you see, there is hope. There is hope of restoration between believers in the faith, especially if we are dealing with truly sincere, godly believers. We're not perfect. But if you've recently had a falling out with someone, a fellow believer, someone in your church, maybe they were a ministry partner or just a Christian friend of yours, Give them over to the Lord, and don't lose hope. Do what you got to do within your heart first. Let the Lord first create in you a clean heart and reveal the areas where you could perhaps change and develop a better outlook on the situation. And then all you can do is pray for the other person. Pray that they indeed change their heart towards you as well. Do what you can to reach out to them. To, you know, to express to them that it, it is in your heart to bury the hatchet. But then leave them be, and then let God do his thing. It might take time, but be patient. Don't badmouth them, or do anything that can hinder the chance of restoration between you and your sibling in the Lord. But be patient, pray for them, and continue to do the work of the ministry. And so I would encourage you in this today. So this has been Mornings with Pastor Adam, everyone. God bless you, and I will see you tomorrow morning.